We are a couple of weeks into the new year. What do you hope will happen, not only in 1984, but for the rest of your professional life? What are your dreams? What's left? Mm, to rule the world. <laughs> there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Madonna. You're listening to MLBC, the Madonna podcast, taking a deeper and deeper dive into all things Madonna, past, present, and future. Very exciting. My name is Tony. Hi, I'm Stefan. And we are here to talk to you about Madonna and delve into everything that's happening right now as the new album starts to roll out and everything that's informed us up until now. Stefan, let's talk about Madame X. Oh, yes. Madame X. The, uh, the secret agent. <laughs> Traveling around the world, changing identities, fighting for freedom, bringing light to dark places. Yeah, I felt that that sort of described Madonna to a T. I thought when I read that, it was very sort of on point, you know? Mm -hmm. I love that she's aiming to go for a theme album this time around. I felt like it's sort of been a while since we've had that, has it? Um... I mean, Erotica with her Dita persona and Ray of Light with Veronica Electronica. Yeah, and I feel like, and you know, she tried, I mean, there was a lot of things that she tried to do with Rebel Heart, you know, but that didn't happen, obviously, because it got leaked. But, um, you know, I think she was trying to do like a Joan of Arc theme a for warrior. Rebel Heart, a warrior. Um, warrior bitch goddess. Yeah, MDNA, I'm not really sure what that had to do with anything but yeah you're right i mean this is the first time in a, you know that we have like a definitive concept and um a rollout you know because as i mentioned rebel heart didn't really get a lot of lead time to drop singles and um you yes, know do a she, countdown she's making up for lost time with yep. her with her uh her teasing so let's talk about some of these clues so um I know one of one of the theories that we were discussing is that there's these twelve names that she posted. Um, she's a cha cha instructor, a professor, a head of state, a housekeeper, an equestrian, a prisoner, a student, a teacher, a nun, a cabaret singer, a saint, a prostitute. Uh, one theory was that this could be a visual album, and you know each of these names or personas are a track, a song, a video. Um, Here's hoping. Here's hoping, yeah. Madonna, please give us a <laughs> visual album. It's she honestly she lost, she missed the boat on that one. Beyonce stole her thunder. She out of all the artists that should have had a visual album, it should have been Madonna, like queen of MTV for the '80s and '90s, and amazing videos. And why she didn't do one before now, I have no clue. Uh, you know, even Fergie has a visual album. I mean, come on, Madonna, she let's. Does. Yeah, she. her last thing was a visual album. I only got to the third track before I had to turn it off. Oh, from the last album? Yeah. Oh. I mean, you know, it wasn't very timely. But, yeah, the closest thing we've ever had to a visual album is the Immaculate Collection, which was a collect, you know, greatest hits collection. Yeah. But still, it played out like a visual album, you know. But that, yeah, that was a comprehensive career look, looking back type yeah. of thing as opposed to... Hopefully this will be a bit more of a cohesive mm -hmm. sort of... I mean, well, I guess in terms of 
like visual album. If you look at like Hung Up going into Sorry, that was sort of like a continuation, but off of the same album. But Man, that was a missed opportunity. Confessions would have, would have been would have a been really a great good visual, visual album. Yeah. Why she didn't do that, it's, that was a missed the boat. Um, let's talk about these exes. So yes. I have any, I've lost track of how many, I've lost count of how many exes we've actually seen. So there's been so many, there's been so many, you know, and along with the exes have come fan frustration. <laughs> uh, I keep looking at all of the comments on the various Madonna fan sites, like drown Madonna or Madonna Rama or any of her, like when she ever posts Something, if you look at the comments, it's really amusing to sort of see the frustration. I'm right there with them. I yeah. wish that she would have rolled this out a little bit faster because, and I've, as I've told you, you know, we've been hearing about this album for over a year now. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, Madonna, we know that you're doing an album. And I feel like these teases have not provided with us with any context. And sort of, it's just been frustrating. I mean, now yeah. that we have the little paragraph of who Madame X is and it's sort of like coming together a little bit more. It's exciting and fun and like, finally. But I, it was a little, it was tough going there for those first two weeks, I gotta say, as a Madonna fan, you know, I'm like. Well, especially when you don't see an end game, when you don't really know when it's, you know, there's no dates, there's no direction, there's no concrete, Clues, you know. Yeah. I mean, we we for for all we know, we don't know if there's an album being released at any. In, well, know. she's never said officially. But, yeah. I mean, yes, we know that there's an album coming out, obviously, but it's not like we've been given. Mm-hmm. A, Here's when it's coming out date, or the, like. And I said this: if we had just gotten the Madame X as a secret agent paragraph first, mm-hmm. and then she went ahead and teased us with X's and other little lists of names, she'd got. Yeah. Girlfriend loves her lists. (laughs) I mean, the X really threw me off at first because I thought this can't be real because X was the original title of the sex book and Warner Brothers revoked it because they were releasing the Malcolm X film and that was already their ad campaign. Um, So for her to go back to X didn't seem, you know, just didn't seem. Well, we didn't even know what it meant. Like, it, yeah. there was, again, there was no context to it. So to us theorizing, you couldn't theorize about it because there was nothing to theorize about. It was just like, here you go, and nothing. And nothing, yeah. So the other thing that happened is uh, this was um, this was just a couple of days ago. Um, Spotify had a playlist that was submitted by Madonna's People, and it had five songs on it, six songs on it, and the letter, the first letter of each song spelled out Madam. Well, Um, and the last song was Express Yourself, so technically it ended with E-X. E-X, yeah. Madam X. And, oh, I missed that one. And it was called, this playlist is titled Hashtag Magic, which we don't know. She'd been teasing that for quite some time. I'm not sure if that's going to be a song title or if it's just... Maybe it was a song title, and it's been thrown out now, and now she's just continuing to hashtag. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm beginning, uh, you know, as more time goes by, I'm beginning to think less and less that that's the album title. Yeah. It might actually be more con- conceptual, like, it, this is magic. You know, um, you know, one of the images we've seen is her cutting up apples, and there's apple emojis floating around, so and why... She's hungry. 
she's she is hungry and she you know likes beta carotene in her diet but she also um is alluding to some sort of fairy tale illusion i had wondered if it magic was, um, i don't know like a snow white yeah kind of, with the wigs and the looks and the feels i mean god i hope not i i yeah <laughs> It would be very strange to see her in a fairy tale type of environment. Um, yeah, especially if she goes into like Snow White drag, it would be, it would be unintentionally funny. Like Lily Tomlin dressed up as um, Snow White in Nine to Five. You know what I mean? Right. It would be like, why are you in costume? I mean, I kind of like the. Obviously, we're going to get. We know that she's been filming a couple different videos. Mm-hmm. Um, people theorize is that part of her Netflix. A deal that she was talking about last year because there was that whole, you know, like meeting that she had with Netflix. And is that part of how the album's going to be rolled out? Is she doing a documentary? Like, because I had read that Netflix was doing a documentary series. The Lady Gaga documentary was the first of many forthcoming. Mm. Maybe Madonna is going to have one next. And that's sort of what she's been filming some of the footage for as well. I think, you know, I think she's been working her tail off. Thank goodness. I'm, you know, like uh, the one thing I was complaining about last year was I missed the workhorse Madonna of the nineties where it seemed like every year we would get something new from Madonna. There'd be a video and a movie and a, a book or a tour or like, it was just constant Madonna stuff. And I guess we got spoiled because all of last year I was rather tired of seeing, I love her kids and that's sweet, but I just didn't want to see them or that, Skincare line? Yeah, last year was all about skincare and kids, and that's great, but that's not what we're here for. <laughs> I mean, again, she's a mom. She's 60. She doesn't have to work as hard as she needed to. You know, like, the, she doesn't have to prove anything to us anymore. She's done it all. Well, yeah, but no, because whenever, you know, in the last couple of years, whenever she's being interviewed, that's all she talks about is like, I'm not done. I've got more to prove. I've got more to do, True. you know? So, um, I mean, I guess the we're not used to her having four kids. No. Right. You know? Workhorse Madonna yeah. of the 90s was, that's all she had was mm-hmm. herself and her work and her art and she didn't have anything. So, yes, it's it's been tough to get used to having to share our Madonna with but it seems like now she's ready to roll it all out. But I just wish that she would give us, you know, she would at least email us like a schedule so we can, um, you know, <laughs> so we can plan our lives around this. <laughs> yeah. So um, what other what other clues have you encountered aside from the ones that we have just talked about? Well, we, so we could mention that obviously everyone knows that it's now confirmed she's going to be uh, performing at Eurovision in May, which is fantastic. I love that she's going to be using that platform. I think Eurovision is still a very underground sort of well, underground here in the United States. It's mm-hmm. not underground in the rest of the world for mm-hmm. some reason. I had just read that they uh, were unable to find... Uh, a network that was willing to air Eurovision that even in the United States, that even with the confirmation that Madonna is performing, no network is going to pick up airing Eurovision. I was like, that just seems like a missed opportunity to me because with such global appeal, I'm not quite sure why the United States doesn't hop on to that. I mean, maybe it's because they don't have someone entering in the competition. I, I feel like the main reason is because of sponsorship opportunities are just not available in America. Yeah. But I think it'll be great for her to use that. It's a, I mean, they're very smart. 
put it in front of a huge global audience and everyone will get exposure to the first single and her performing. And uh, I mean, now we just have to hope that the performance looks amazing and that Mm -hmm. she looks amazing. You know, like the last thing we need is another tumble down the stairs. Yeah, we don't need that. And Donna, stay away from capes. (laughs) Pick your choreography wisely. Do not. And make sure your dancers have your back. Yeah, it's. uh, The other thing about Eurovision is um, she's scheduled to perform two songs, a new track and a classic track, in quotes. Um, Let's just hope that the classic track is just not another retread of Like a Prayer because. Other than um, the sticky and sweet version, that was a remix of "Feels Like Home." They're really, yes, so good. But other than that, it's literally the same thing each time. I think she's been using like a prayer though as uh, like her anthemic, like that's quintessential, like soul searching, like very introspective, Mm -hmm. like her gospel song and. I love it. I love like a prayer. Oh, I love I, it too. Don't I get just me think wrong. With a catalog as large as she has, mm-hmm. there's room for many other songs to be used. Now she could surprise us, and you know, she—I mean, obviously she was working with Mirwais on the forthcoming album. Maybe she'll switch it up, and mm-hmm. you know, they theorize that the new song is very political and very. I mean, so we have some inside information mm-hmm. that um, it has leaked from the from the set. That yes, it is going to be political and yes it's going to be about uh possibly gun violence in schools and how we should clean up our act and stop being violent so um possibly maybe she'll go with the classic song being american life who knows yeah who knows and because that song is even more prescient now than it ever has been probably more now than it was then um i too have been uh looking for clues and I found a couple of like, well, not a couple, but like, you know, in the last month or so different, uh, message boards. And there's always that guy in the message boards who knows someone or the guy who, uh, just happened to be in a, you know, record company and saw, you know, a folder with names on it, you know, like that whole, that whole thing. My friend knows somebody who knows somebody. Exactly. So who was her her chef's assistant? (laughs) Um, so I have a list of, I mean, you know, let's take this each with a grain of salt. These are supposed to be titles of songs from the album. Mm-hmm. So are these, um, now, are these different from the whiteboard? I mean, this is everything that I've been able to compile. You know, um, so the first one's magic. Um, well, as we know, yes, yeah. possibly, definitely, maybe. Yeah. If if that's going to be one of the songs, it's. I venture to say it's probably a lyric in a song. Yeah, I think I think magic is going to be ultimately the vibe. Yeah, and if anything, that would probably be the, the upcoming first single with all the drag queens. Yeah, it just seems like her styling for that, which mm-hmm. is like glittery and disco. And, yeah, you know, like hopefully, oh, here's God, Madonna, please take us back to the dance floor. We need disco. Um, beautiful game, which was performed in part at the Met Ball. Yeah, I wonder about that though. I I feel like that was. So long ago. Yeah. I mean, it was a great performance. Yeah. I loved that performance. But um, And as we know, she gets bored with repetition or with something that is not fresh. So this might not be fresh anymore. Uh, well, that could go the same way that the, uh, the leaked Rebel Heart song could go. You know, mm-hmm. So she put that out there and people heard it. And now it will sound completely different uh-huh. than the version we heard, which like with... 
Wash All Over Me. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Wash All Over Me. The Avicii <laughs> version, I loved. I loved the demo version of that that leaked. And I would have loved to have heard a polished version of that, like what happened with Devil Prey, where yeah. they, they the demo version was very Avicii, and then they sort of like tweaked it and changed it and polished it up. And, and sounds adult contemporary. Yes, now. and it was great. But I wished we had sort of gotten that with Wash All Over Me. Anyway, I digress. No. Um, I- but yes, maybe that will happen with Dangerous Game. Let, uh, beautiful game. Beautiful game. Okay, the next song title is called Dos Hermanos, which translates uh, from Spanish into English as Two Brothers. And the description that I read was about um, two brothers and um, they're immigrants and it's about crossing the border. I mean, oh. this sounds really far-fetched. It sounds a little dark. It sounds really dark and really far-fetched, but if you want dark, these are more of these rumored titles. There's one called Risky Places. Huh? Um, another one called Turn Back Time. Um, Smart Gun as one word. Um, this is another one that involves gunplay. Um Persistence, Love Hard, which is one that was, uh, it was teased by Andy Lacombe, who's one of her stylists. Yeah, I don't think that's legit. I think yeah. he was just te- literally I, I think that us. I think that was legit for like 30 minutes. And everybody online was screaming and yelling. And <laughs> yeah, and I also think that if Andy was leaking information like that, he'd, oh, be, he'd fired. be fired. Yeah. <laughs> she would have, she'd get Don Draper a new asshole. <laughs> Uh, Indian Summer. This has been bandied around a lot too, but I also feel like um, I feel like Indian Summer is a incorrect. It's going to be an inc- a politically incorrect name. Yeah, I feel like the uh, the appropriation factor for that is. Just, mm-hmm. I don't think her people would let her do that. I, I think she'd be. I think she's smarter. Than yeah, to do something. I mean, I know that Indian Summer isn't an actual fact. Like it's a term that people use to describe the late summer and the fall and this that. But I just think nowadays it just doesn't yeah. Happen. Nowadays people are looking for reasons to be offended, and this would be one of them. Yeah, it just wouldn't be good. Uh, the next one is called Killers, and I've seen it written up as the Killers or as Killers. Now, and that I've heard is what the first single is going to be. Mm. I've heard that a lot of people are theorizing that. The Killers is the name of the first track, which, again, like I had, I had read online, people are saying that the song is about gun violence and school gun violence and that The Killers is referring to us. Mm-hmm. And that, that makes sense because um, one of the X images was two rifles laid over each other like an X with a red X over it. And that and takes an, us back an, to that. Another ex was in front of uh, Javier High School. Yeah. Xavier? Xavier High School, Xavier High School. yeah. Um, Javier. Javier <laughs> High School. <laughs> I think we should call it that from now on. Um, the next one, uh, Extreme Accident, which says nothing to me. Yeah. Another one called Medellin, which maybe might make sense because she loves to do songs in bad Spanish. Um, but then again, I don't know what Madonna uh, has to do with uh, Medellin, Colombia. Um, the only thing I can think of is like the drug trade in the 80s, but that has nothing to do with anything, you know? Another one, uh, Dark Bullet Ballet, which mm. sounds like, it. you know, all these gun titles sound like they are alternate titles for another song you know i think what i know when she had posted that 
Instagram story mm-hmm. of uh, Esther's. No, who was the twin? The little one. Point is, when she had posted that Instagram story of uh, the whiteboard with the song titles behind her, a lot of people were theorizing that they weren't exactly the song titles. Mm-hmm. Like they were just like decoy song titles mm-hmm. to throw us off the track, which I agree She's with. been doing that for years. Yeah. Why would you put that? I mean, she knew what she was doing yeah. when she posted that Instagram story. This sounds like a Madonna song title, late era Madonna song title. It's called I Don't Search Slash Find. You know, she's all about contradictions. Sure. You know? Uh, the next one, God Control, sounds a little too obvious. Mm. Uh, it sounds like a Natalia Kills song. Yeah. It was something that they had worked on for yeah. Rebel Heart, and she didn't use it, and now she's bringing it back. Uh, the next one is titled Batuka, which sounds... Uh, that I, I think I could see her doing. Yeah, I could see her doing that. I mean, Isaac, anyone? Yeah, exactly. Shanti Ashtangi. Right. <laughs> Another one, um, Future. Um, another one called I Lie. Uh, the next one I hope is true. It's called Crazy Slash Loca, which is crazy, fem- you know, feminine crazy in Spanish. Uh, next one, Faz Gustav, F-A-Z Gustav, which um, I don't know. I mean, one of the rumors is that she's going to incorporate Portuguese folk music called Fado into her sound. Oh, she totally is. Now, I'm hoping that she sort of does what she did with, like, quote-unquote country music for the music album, where mm-hmm. she took folk and country and, like, infused that with dance, and then it became something different and beautiful and brilliant. Yeah, I, I like that angle. I don't want her to go that, like, crazy Russian gypsy route right. that she I went to and Sticky and Sweet. Trio. Like, yeah. I just don't want an album of Calican Trio songs. Mm-mm. Like, it was fine for that one moment in the MDNA tour, but I don't want an album of that. The last two titles that I found, uh, one's called Back That Up, which, if it's true, it should have a Nicki Minaj collaboration. Was that, the, <laughs> was that a song she did with Pharrell, though? For I felt like she did a song for with Pharrell for um, Rebel Heart. No, she didn't do a song with Pharrell. Not since... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look. Not since Hard Candy, unless it was a cutout. And then uh, the last one is called Come Alive, which... Um, that, I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that, too. That, she can do a song called that, sure. But, <laughs> Johnny, you're allowed to do a song called Come Alive. <laughs> you're also allowed to open the show with it. So God bless the internet. Yeah, God bless the internet. You know, last... I mean, all you Madonna fans are going to kill me, but um, last night was the first time that I heard the Broken track. Stop. Yeah, I didn't. No. I had no oh my idea. God, I love that. Song. I know it's so good. How have you not heard that? I didn't. You know, I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't on the Icon train for a while, so that's probably why. Now I'm killing. You know, killing and kicking myself because I want that 12 inch. I think it's gorgeous. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love mean, that it song. looks great. But I, for, I always forget about that song. So tell me more about that song that you know. Is that from? That was one of the songs that she wrote with. Paul Oakenfold. Correct. For I think it was supposed to be on... Celebration? Yes. Okay. And it, it ended up not being... But they did release it. It was like a B-side for something. No, it was released exclusively to Icon members as like a special pressing. 12-inch only. Uh, which who, then they thankfully... Thank, thank you, Icon members, who then leaked it on the internet. Exactly. Which is how I, it got into my hands. <laughs> uh, um, 
why that's that's a superior track if uh, you know of everything that i've heard in her career i think that's like one of her you know better tracks it's definitely better than it's so cool yes <laughs> well her vocals sound great on that song i thought the writing was good yeah i, um, I have a feeling what happened with all of the paul oakenfeld stuff was that she went in and started working with him and then um when that celebration song got remixed she was like, I'm not going to work with Paul Oakenfold anymore. I want to work with, with this Benny guy. Benassi. And then, yeah. And that's how we sort of got the MDNA album. Yeah. Um, you she know, she wanted harder. And I think because the original celebration remix was a little too airy and light. No, it was very, uh, Balearic, as you, you know, if you will. It's yeah. Nice. But, um, but I, when I, when I, I can't listen to that song anymore for some reason, I feel like maybe I overplayed it. When celebration. It was, yeah. When it was a thing, but I always my go-to version of that song is always the, the Benny Benassi. Yeah. You know, I just like the way it's framed. It's just hard. Yeah, it's good. And <clears throat> he, the way he uses her lyrics a little bit differently than in the original version is mm-hmm. better. Like the fact that he starts the song off with the spoken word and then it dovetails into it. I, the thing that I love about that song the most is how many boxes they tick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that she sat down and was like, "Okay, this is going on." my greatest another greatest hits album and let me pay homage to different periods of my writing and my my music and so it was like the spoken word was very like physical attraction and then you know like it was that harkened back to like early madonna and then there was um just it was very dance and very Madonna appropriate. I just, I loved so many things about that song. No, I agree. And I'm thinking specifically about that track, Broken and History, which was, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was supposed to be on Confessions and it ended up as a B-side. And I think like, that's the sound that she needs to kind of like funnel, you know, into this album. I feel like, too much experimenting is, you know, it just, it, it all starts to sound the same, you know? Like, I'm thinking in Rebel Heart, like, Illuminati and, um, you know, these tracks that are, like, they're doing too many things. Well, I mean, I don't know if this was something that I theorized myself or if, I forget if I read this, but I think my only problem with Rebel Heart was that I think she had not meant all of those songs to be on one specific album. Yeah. It was, you know, I think she had written a bunch of the sexual songs to be meant on the oh, 50 Shades of Grey, the 50 Shades of Grey soundtrack, and they refused all whatever entries. So any of the sexual songs that were on Rebel Heart, those were all meant to be on the 50 Shades of Grey soundtrack or were possibilities for 50 Shades yeah. of Grey. And they were like, no. Like Holy Water. Holy Water, Best Night. Um, S-E-X. Right. All of those songs, if you think about it in terms of Fifty Shades of Grey, mm-hmm. that's what she was writing it for. Yeah. And they didn't. So, And then I think it was also um, Messiah was meant to be on The Giver soundtrack, the movie The, the Giver. And I remember reading they that. They yeah. refused that as well. And so I think that's what happened was she was like, and well, and then there was the whole Avicii going into rehab, which mm-hmm. threw her off. And I think that's why this sort of like mishmash of different styles and sort of like came together. He couldn't finish the demos. Yeah. And so they brought in somebody in, you know, and the same thing happened with, um, with Joan of Arc. The, uh, the demo of Joan of Arc is beautiful. And the, the final version is like, 
different. It's like the Rain remix, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just like, don't put all that extra stuff in it. I mean, know? it was a happy accident for her because he couldn't finish it, so she had to go elsewhere, and she found Diplo, and now her and Diplo are like soulmates and best friends. Mm-hmm. And they made some fun music. Oh, what I really want is there was a video that she posted a couple of years ago where uh, Diplo made her a 12-inch remix of La Isla Bonita. Did you Oh, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I want that remix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a reggae Diplo. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, that was, not a, that was not a full remix. That was just, there was like a, it's a thing that DJs do where they yeah, try yeah. to like I forget one-up they, each other. Name code or time code, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. But but there were like elements of a remix of that track. But, you know, these are things that we'll never see or hear. So I'm thinking of other rumors like, People are saying that there's a new single that's going to be out in the next couple of weeks, followed by an album in June, followed by a tour in September. Um, I don't know. Have you heard anything different? I mean, I I don't I don't. Well, by the time everyone hears this podcast, hopefully we'll be listening to new Madonna music. Uh, yeah, hopefully. But I'm assuming it will be out. People will be dancing in the streets. <laughs> Or at least people that still listen to Madonna will be dancing in the streets. Yeah, um, that's that's the thing. It's, that's the hope. That's the hope because um, when Rebel Heart came out, it was more, you know, usually these, you know, Madonna album releases are kind of like an event for a lot of people, and Rebel Heart was like it just came out like a thud, you know, and well, she didn't get a proper rollout for that. No, she didn't. She I was, mean, she was cheated. She was cheated by a hacker. Um, I'm not very happy. No, I remember like waking. I think up. I screensaved that. Um, I screenshot her her post about it being artistic rape and like how <laughs> pissed she was. I just remember thinking, oh, someone is getting fired right now. Like, oh, that that was terrible. I mean, I felt I felt so bad when that it was like a Friday morning, and I go into my Apple Music and I see like. Rebel Heart, like four tracks, and it was just like, this is sad. This is not how it, this, this is not how this is supposed to happen. I mean, I was, look, I was happy, but I was happy because we got the music. You know, it's the same thing. Like, but know. I wasn't happy about how I got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and with anything, the I think I've seen people comment about this as well. This is the first album in over a decade, at least, that we haven't had any leaks at all. Mm-hmm. There have not been any leaks of any tracks. And if she puts something out within a week, it will be the first time, I think, since before music mm-hmm. that we've had that. And that's a very strange experience because... No, even Bedtime Stories, Secret got leaked, remember? I don't. Yeah, Secret got leaked because that was her first... Um, this was before the internet, Tony. No, 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 but Bedtime Stories... How, how, how was Bedtime Story leaking before the No, internet? no, no, because Bedtime Stories was her first album that she promoted online. Oh. Oh, right, 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 mm-hmm. right, right. That's where she came up with that. Uh, the early days of the internet. Right. And they streamed yes, Secret. Yes, listeners, there was a time before <laughs> the internet. They had to stream Secret because it got leaked. And that's when um, she recorded that uh, sound file that whenever anybody would try to download illegally, it would be like, what the doing? fuck do you think you're yeah, doing? Yeah. So that all came <laughs> about from Bedtime Stories. And but, now we have a great soundbite. Yeah, now we have a great soundbite. I mean, we've got tons of great soundbites. So with each upcoming episode, we will uh, give you guys the URL link for a Spotify playlist that will inform each episode or um, just kind of, you know, take you 
on a musical journey, you know. Um, yes, I created a Madonna playlist the other day, and it is. I, as I was going through it, I was like, you know what? I, this just needs to be all of my favorite Madonna dance tracks because most of the time I want her to just do dance tracks. Mm-hmm. That's sort of, I think, what attracted me to Madonna from the very get-go. And so most of my Madonna favorite Madonna songs end up being dance tracks. Although that being said, there are times when I just, I do love a good Madonna ballad. Oh, I I, I mean, love you can't them. not, you know. I mean, you can't be a Madonna fan and not love a Madonna ballad. I've got all Madonna ballad playlists, but, you know, then I have uh, Madonna getting ready playlist. I mean, you know, there's... There's a Madonna for every mood. Every occasion, you know, just put her on, you know, even a children's birthday party, you know, Mm -hmm. just put on. Hey, I've introduced my nieces and nephews to (laughs) Madonna. Um, So aside from this uh, very esoteric album rollout, which, um, you know, I haven't even looked if there has been any updates today, but um, recently, as in the past month, we had the Like a Prayer 30th anniversary. Oh. Which... Um, ah, yes. Ah, yes. Which... Speaking of amazing <laughs> rollouts. <laughs> so, um, you know, most artists with iconic albums and anniversaries will, you know, acknowledge it in one way or another. But... Um, and I don't... I absolutely know for a fact that this had Madonna probably had nothing to do with it because she never even acknowledged it. I have a feeling she's been so immersed Mm -hmm. in getting this new album era ready that she made a conscious decision to not be involved. Yeah. She was probably sitting there saying, look, I love this album and I love the song and it was great for my career, but I'm in the process of doing something new and Mm -hmm. I am not going to spend any time on that. So and, and I feel like the rollout, the sort of appreciation of that album was reflected in that because I don't know if you all saw the the merch on uh, <laughs> Madonna.com, but it was less than stellar. Yeah, I mean the so Warner Brothers just kind of dropped this in middle of March, and it is a repackaging of. This is digital, by the way. There was no physical repackaging. Right. Uh, repackaging of the Like a Prayer album, missing two tracks. Right. So what you get is the Like a Prayer 12-inch, which is not the one with Oh My God. It's just the one that has like live instrumentation. Mm-hmm. Then you get the Express Yourself um, Shep Pettibone remix, the one that everyone knows that's in, you know, all the, in the video and in Celebration. Well, that's the one she loves. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a big fan of the local mix, but that's just me. Um, then we get Love Song, Tilt Death Do Us Part, but no promise to try. You get the extended remix of, not even a remix, the extended version of Cherish, which just goes on way too long. Do we need that? We don't need that. We get Dear Jesse. We get Oh Father, the single mix which is just two minutes shorter and um, that's one that i would have preferred having a little bit longer yeah like give me a shortened version of cherish mm-hmm. and a little bit more of the i mean the orchestration on oh father is so it's so a good gorgeous song you could have even put the orchestral version from something to remember in there yeah but you know she had nothing to do with that uh the the most amazing thing for me 
because I'm a big fan, is uh, the 12 inch remix of Keep It Together, which I love more than life, um, is actually here and it's digital. I don't have to put it, you know, put my CD on anymore. Right. Um, Pray for Spanish Eyes, which is a great song. And the big surprise here is Supernatural has been released. <laughs> I mean, it's a cute song. <laughs> I still think they, I don't know. I just felt like the, the way that they, if you're going to celebrate that album, it should be, if anything, we should get the exact album that she put out. Exactly. Like really great versions of that. Mm-hmm. And then, Remastered. Right, remastered. Really make it like lush and full and beautiful. And then give us like another album of like outtakes and other stuff that we haven't maybe heard. There's yeah. got to be stuff in Outtakes, the remixes, uh, even sound, you know, sound bites of her speaking of the album when the album was being recorded. I mean... Right. Demos. Uh, yeah. How about some... De- Patrick Leonard is constantly teasing stuff about all these mm-hmm. unearthed demos that he's found. Why don't we hear some of that? You know, like, why wasn't there... It should have been like a double release where we get the original album really perfect and then a whole bunch of un... Because, again, if you've heard the album, you've heard the album. You know what I mean? Like, it's to repackage it and just put slap yeah. on Supernatural and extend version of Cherish. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I completely agree. And, yeah, let's talk about that merch now, okay? Oh, the merch. Because... Now, this is not the first time that I have seen less than stellar Madonna merchandise. I feel like her merchandise is... Oh, are you Googling it right now? Mm-hmm. Tony's Googling it right now. He's bringing it up. He's shaking his head. Because it's, it's so terrible. You know, all I've ever wanted my entire life is a really good Like a Prayer t-shirt, you know, with the, um, you know, the black and white single cover. Of her praying. Of her praying. I want that on a shirt. And I've looked for, since 1989, I've looked for that damn shirt and never found it. Um, Did they not have that at the, oh, no, I guess they didn't for Blind Ambition. That was not, it, you know what? Had Pepsi not pulled out and she had done it like a prayer tour, we probably that would have been t-shirt. yeah, that would have been but it. because it was. Oh, he, so he, he, Tony's showing me the merchandise right now. I mean, the hoodie with the Christopher Ciccone, uh twelve-inch cover art, okay, is okay. It's cute. I'm not going to order a sweatshirt. I'm not going to order it though. No. Um, Plus, it's white. I don't like white. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like it because it, it is white and because it looks like the album. No, but, I'd buy that sweatshirt um, and within a day. I'd have tomato sauce on it and then okay this is terrible so there's the same thing but like in one of those like hipster tote, tote bags. bags right no one's buying that no one's buying I that i mean i look i maybe if i had the money i mean it's only 15 dollars. I, I would maybe order that and take it to the beach i don't like carrying totes but no i don't like, I like i'm a backpack person myself yeah but, or the shoulder strap bag you know like yeah or you know like let's be on par with exactly what we should be doing right now where is the Madonna fanny pack? A fanny pack. We mm-hmm. need a Madonna fanny pack. That's what we should have gotten. Yeah. That would have been cute. Instead, we got Like a Prayer 30th Anniversary Black pillows. and White photo pillows. Those pillows are awful. And they're not even good photos. You know, one of them is um, one of the color, you know, ins- yeah, insert know. shots, which I love those shots, you know, with like the uh, diaphanous purple. Well, I love that. The, yeah. the, it's like a little chiffon. Yeah, but it just, I, I can only imagine how chintzy these pillows are going to well, be. Well, I was going to say, this know? is what they look like superimposed on an yeah. online thing. People, if, this in- is a $20 pillow. I mean, really. Um, then mm. we have a, a sketch tee. Well, so this is close to what you were asking about. The, yeah, the but, it, but I don't, you know, the thing is, is that it's the photo that I like, but it's surrounded by bullshit. 
you yeah, know? I mean, is, it's a sketch. Well, it looks like there, no, there's, looks like there's some, some herbs. Yeah. Some, is that, I think that's No, like, I think it's, it's herbs or thorns. star anise. And yeah, it, it just has, it some, has too much flair, you know what I mean? It is a little bit, yeah, I guess this is supposed to be a crown behind her. Yeah, and. and it's a bit busy. Yeah, it's, it's actually I don't, And I don't busy. like the stained glass one either. Yeah, there's also one that's in black. It has a stained glass uh, with her inside the stained right. glass. Right, why didn't we just get the picture of her yeah. praying? Like, I, it should have just been yeah. the picture of her praying on the, on the cover and on a black tee. And then they have a like a prayer rosary, which I would have bought at the Blonde Ambition tour when yeah. I was, you know, sixteen years old and like, yeah. you know, ready to like, you know, fuck Catholicism. But I don't know. This just feels like no one's going to be wearing a like a prayer rosary no. in twenty nineteen. Maybe to a concert. Maybe to a concert. <laughs> so they have, you know, those like Latin votive candles. They have Madonna candles, but they they're not. But that's not from like a prayer. What what picture is exactly. that? Exactly. These using? are these are photos like, from Rebel Heart. It's like a Rebel Heart <laughs> Madonna imposed superimposed on a candle. Oh, and yeah, and these candles are really cheap, but they're selling for thirty bucks. There's another No, you could get those for like two dollars yeah. in, in a bodega. I mean, actually I could buy them in a bodega and then we could just a Madonna print, sticker We could just print it. I was gonna say we could print out a picture of Madonna from Heart not Heart Candy, from Rebel Heart, wrap it around a bodega candle and then Save our money. I actually think, Stefan, that we should just recreate this entire um, Like a Prayer 30th Anniversary merch thing and just make it ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> um, we could silk screen our own pillows. Um, I mean, this T-shirt's okay, the Like a Prayer logo tee, but I don't like, again, they should have just done the logo a little bit simpler than no, that. No, you're right. You're right. Um, Is that all they have? I think so. What's on the back of that one sweatshirt? The Like a Prayer 30th Anniversary pullover. Is there something on the back? Oh, there is. Yeah, it's oh, it's another no. ornate. It's an ornate. I know. I cross. like the cross, but I don't like her face mm-hmm. in the middle of it like that. I mean, they keep talking about the black and white Herb Ritz photo of Madonna. I'm like, yeah, that's the photo we all want, but we don't want it surrounded by for fifty four dollars. Yeah, it's. It just seems like they missed the mark there. So. Oh well. Don't tell anybody, but I I bought this shirt. <gasps> <laughs> did you? I did. Why? Because I like a long sleeve white T-shirt, and I find that to be one of the least offensive images. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll go with that. And also because there's no, there's nothing written anywhere. Well, now I find what like why didn't they use any screen grabs oh, from the video? I didn't realize that I had on the back the nape of my neck. It's going to say Madonna thirty thirtieth anniversary. But whatever, it's still no on. Uh, ooh, and it's forty percent polyester. God, I made a mistake. Oh. If anybody wants to take this shirt off my hands, <laughs> 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 but you know, it, actually, I maybe you'll agree. I mean, out of everything we've seen, this seems like the least offensive. Look, it's. I mean, it's <laughs> safe merchandise. It's yeah. okay. I think they they had to do something, and that was what they they came up with and they didn't want to spend too much time on it. Now I'll be curious to see what the initial merchandise is for the upcoming era. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe they, they decided to play it safe on this and oh. maybe they're going to be giving a spectacular for the next era. I mean, playing it safe is like, uh, this is, this is literally someone just ironed a, you know, ironed on, you know, these decals, the owl, yeah. you know? Oh, well. She wasn't in, in charge of that. No, she wasn't. But she was shown these things. 
<laughs> and she you, probably just signed think, off yeah, on it. Yeah, she probably know. And while she was getting wig fitted, mm-hmm. they probably just put a bunch of the tear sheets in front of her. And she was just like, yeah, sure, that's fine. She said, that's fine. Do something else. Yeah, Do yeah, my yeah. brows. Yeah, yeah. Just move on. I mean, look, my idea of celebrating the 30th anniversary of Like a Prayer was opening my cassette and smelling the patchouli oil. So let's talk about that. Yeah, let's do it. What are we going to talk about, Tony? You know, it's new music, it's new iconography, it's new um, marketing ploys, it's new um, visuals, it's um, new photo shoots, it's magazine covers, you know, I mean... Interviews, performances. Yeah, I I look forward to the performances. I'm really hoping... I know she said that for her next tour, she wanted to scale back and not do something as big. I really hope that, like, when she used to threaten that I'm not going on tour anymore, that that sort of, like, that will happen again, where Mm -hmm. she'll, like, change her mind, and it'll be, like, an even bigger thing. So, like, yes, she did opulence and amazing with Rebel Heart. I'm sort of hoping that for, let's just say, Madame X it's sort of like is even bigger mm-hmm. than Rebel Heart. You know, like I want it to be this really big outing, especially if she's going to be having all of these different personas and hopefully, fingers crossed, visual album that will just maybe she'll have like a team of different sections and costumes and looks and, you know, what she's not going out quietly. No. And, and I think I, for her 60th, knowing that she's 60 years old now, to go on tour and just sit and sing and play music and not dance and go all out, it would seem like, oh, yep, she's packing it in. And I just don't think she's going to do that. I don't think she's going to do that either. Look, I mean, there's a lot of people that are doing huge opulent shows. I mean, yeah, most of them are doing it in Vegas now. Yeah. So good for them. But um, as for, Well, I mean, Katy Perry's... Last tour was huge. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, and you know, there's elements of Madonna and Kylie and, uh, well, and, 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 and Katie. And anyone, you know, that's out there. I yeah. mean, I mean, this has been said by many people and I'm going to keep saying it, but I mean, the, the you know, the modern um, pop tour is, is, is because of Blonde Ambition. Absolutely. Well, of course. You know, I mean. Anyone who says otherwise hasn't been they are refuting the facts yeah because i mean it is not true the the modern pop era pop concert owes itself to madonna yeah i went to a lot of concerts as a teenager and there was all the shows i saw before blonde ambition and then all the shows i saw after blonde ambition um you know before it was literally a band and a singer well i mean just even i mean i was just watching the Virgin Tour mm-hmm. the other day. And if you look at what she was doing with the Virgin Tour, it's so simple. Yeah. It's just her with two backup dancers and they would dance occasionally. Occasionally, you know, yeah. Like that was when they'd have like a break from a song. Mm-hmm. And then they'd do a little kickball and step change and twirl around and she'd take off the jacket and do, do a little shimmy and that was that was it. She, she liked the stairs. Yeah. There was, she'd walk up and down some stairs. Uh but yeah, I mean, after Blonde Ambition, we became spoiled. Every show that I went to after that, I was like, God, they need more. They, they ha- there's got to be more to this than just standing on stage. So, less than 24 hours after we finished recording our very first podcast, Madonna surprises everybody and released a one-minute teaser video. Uh, which includes the confirmation, the desperately sought-after confirmation of her album title, which it is indeed going to be called Madame X. 
I think there was a general sigh of relief across all of Madonna fans uh, around the world. Finally, we've gotten some concrete information. I was excited. I was very excited myself. Um, what really excited me was new music being played over the teaser. The teaser yes. is one minute long, and it's like a piano ballad that plays over with the lyrics. The thing that hurt the most was that I wasn't lost, which is so cryptic and so right for what's happening with this um, with this tease. Also, what's exciting is that Stephen Klein um, seems to have taken the photos and or directed this um, video installation or maybe... Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't quite sure. sure. I couldn't quite tell from how she was tagging it. Yeah, I mean, it, that remains to be seen, but clearly uh, this is... Th this to me seems like a collection of different images from uh, from maybe different videos. Um, I know we had that um, we had that idea that maybe this could be a visual album with different um, personas, you know, embodying different songs, creating different videos. But hey, we'll see what happens, right? We will. Yeah, I mean, it could be maybe sort of like how she did um, Secret Project. Um, maybe she's doing like in, we maybe we won't get an actual video for each song, but maybe we'll get like a ten minute sort of like anthem video, which is sort of like what we saw in the the teaser, and it will be something a little bigger and more you know like you know a bit more grand, if you will. Well, I mean, it's definitely. You know, her standard, I mean, everything looks amazing, sounds great. Um, you know, she's telling us she's a dancer, a professor, a head of state, a housekeeper, an equestrian, a prisoner, a student, a mother, a child, a teacher, a nun, a singer, a saint, and a whore, which we've seen, you know, written before in her Instagram, but now we also get that she's a spy in the house of love. Which yes, is I love a, that. I thought that was a nice little touch. Yeah, which is an Anais Nin reference, and I kind of feel like, she looks a bit like her with the short black hair, but that also is my speculation, and it, it remains to be seen what it could be, you know? It was good, though. It was a, it was a nice, meaty teaser. I like that she also sort of, around the, the, the minute-long teaser, she included those two looping boomerangs, if you will, of her playing one the guitar and the other an accordion, which I thought was kind of... Um, I mean, obviously she did that so she wouldn't throw off the rest of her feed, uh, you know, because she wants the sheets to look really nice. But I thought it was nice that we sort of like it bookended both sides of that with uh, a fun little boomerang. That's right. Our Madonna is a student of Instagram. You know, she yeah. all the nuances. Well, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we received an app from her just to like, you know, post just like her. <laughs> so the other thing, too, is that um, she's using a typewriter, which I see it you know with the post you know where she you know lists all the different personas so i wonder if the typewriter is another motif for this record i mean maybe i'm looking into it a little too deep but i don't know i think it's definitely a nice little it, it well as with she did with hung up where she's very definitely using like an old school technology with the telephone reference yeah i i think that having the the font be that of the typewriter having the typewriter imagery in the video. I think it's just sort of setting the visual tone, the, the, maybe the, 
you know, because she's going for, it, it looks sort of like not dated in terms of it's been done before, but it, it, it's a bit more like dated in terms of like it looks, a, it's she's going for like an, a time gone by type of look and feel, you know, yeah, like. Absolutely. It's like, it's like a place in time we can't put our finger on. It could be modern, but it could also be, you know, something in the past. It's very informed by old movies and I really. Love right, it. exactly. I mean, who knows? Maybe she was in a cafe and there was a typewriter sitting there and she's like, I'm going to put this in my video. And so she did. <laughs> yeah. God knows. I mean, who knows how these things come about? You know what I mean? It's. Yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. never know. Like, it could have just been, you know, somebody was typing away on it, and she was just like, what's that noise? And Out of all the like, looks that she, like, struts out, I love the one with the overcoat, with the long blonde wig, and the dark glasses, obviously, because it looks like shit she's done before. But wh- which one do you like? Which one did you... Uh, let me think. Because there was quite a few. I thought we... I was surprised that we got so that many. much yeah. of a look. I, I was... I'm... Although I thought it was very smart that although she did put a snippet of a new song in there, you know that's not going to be the first single. No. I guarantee, guarantee you that is not. That's like that's one of those deep cuts that we'll hear on the record and be like, oh, that's just an album cut. You know, it's it won't be a, a single. Yeah, I've already because, pre- I've already prepared myself for the fact that that's going to be like maybe an you know infinitely small lyric in a bigger song oh yeah yeah yeah, totally that doesn't sound like the rest of it you know what i mean yeah yeah (laughs) i mean yeah i I had to remind myself when we whenever we've gotten little teasers of songs that have come out after the fact exactly what what you hear what you hear is like nothing compared to the actual version so like i'm not judging anything when i hear a snippet like that no but it's very exciting but it was great i loved hearing it i thought like Again, it's we all knew it was coming, but it was just great to be able to have that final confirmation, the actual reality of like a, oh, okay, good, yes, here we are. It all makes sense. This is the and, kickoff, and now everything is gonna you know sprout from this. I'm very excited. Hopefully, we get a single this week. Oh, if she doesn't, she's got to. Yeah. There, it has to be coming this week. It has to. Well, I think that wraps it up for this week. We've covered a lot of ground, and there's a lot more ground still yet to cover. I think we had a really good first episode, Stefan. I'm really excited for what's coming up next. Um, We hope to hear from our listeners. Uh, You can reach us on Instagram at MLBC Podcast. You can also drop us an email, mlbc.themadonnapodcast at gmail.com. Share with your friends. Like and subscribe. And we'll see you next time.